Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. And hello again, Emer. How are you? How are you keeping? I'm good. Um, hope all good out there with everyone else because we're all trying to social distance. You know, um, we're all starting to go through the phases and the shopping, especially clothes shopping. I'm trying to psych myself up. Funny, talking of clothes shopping, the retailer, um, I don't know if I can say the name, but I'll say it anyway. Um, ASOS is ramping up its augmented reality. Did you know, Philip? It's called See My Fit. My <laughs> wow, yeah. I keep that close to my door. My wife uh, checking that out. The credit card will explode or something. So, uh. Uh, listen, listen. Um, yeah, it's called See My Fit, which is quite accidental. I mean, social media, See My Fit. But anyway, um, so it allows users to see what items look like in different sizes and on different body types. So it was wow. launched supposedly in January 2020. Cool. And it digitally maps its products to different sort of different real life models with different heights and body sizes um, and all the rest. And it enables the, the staff to be able to shoot products and still create a realistic representation of the garment for shopping. So I was thinking, rather than queuing, wouldn't that be great? Because then you can see what it really looks like. And yeah. um and then you don't have to queue up. You just buy it because it looks like it's on a real person. So um, what you, do you like that idea? I do like that idea. Like, uh, like some, something similar that we were playing around with there recently is uh, we want to repaint our kitchen. And Dulux yeah. have, a, have a brilliant um, app that you can actually, uh, if you take a photo of your wall, um, you can put the color that you're thinking of on the picture and it'll actually show you live in your kitchen what potentially your kitchen could look like or any room with the new paint color. So, uh, and that's a mobile app that they have. So it's very, very, very cool. So let's, you know, let's, let's push my creative boundaries here for a bit of kitchen painting, you know? So uh, you, just have to, you just have to queue up for the paintbrushes now. Well, that's the next thing, yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'll just order on Amazon, you know, like I'll be doing everything else. So, uh, I was going to say, can we out or tell me you're starting to order better jokes on Amazon, maybe? Or, well, I suppose speaking of, of jokes, I know you have had a bit of a FOMO about uh, my joke uh, today, and uh, it, yeah, <laughs> you know, so and it is, I know, your favorite part of the show, and I do believe our listeners' favorite part of the show. So, I'm going to uh, give you the social media joke of today. So, Emer, are you ready? You're not going to miss out. So, uh, would you like me to go ahead and give it to you? I take it there's no fear of me missing out, then, is there? No, no. definitely not. No. Not in this okay. one. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. So here we go. So what did the SEO or search engine optimization dad say when he saw that his wife had just given birth to twins? I don't know. Oh, wow, darling. We've got duplicated content. (laughs) 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 That's terrible. Terrible. And all, and all, <laughs> and we've lost our, we've lost our guest in the background. So. And all I can say is, if you find today social media joke anyway engaging, and we'd love more of them, please don't. Uh, you are in luck. You can catch Philip's previous social media jokes 
and indeed our other shows by hopping onto our podcast on the Let's Get Social show on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and on the Dublin South FM website. And that's all so, I'm yeah. going to say. Mm. Absolutely. So moving on from that craziness, um, Emer, as you mentioned, you did yes. mention FOMO there. And today's guest is a FOMO creator with specialties in social media correspondence, FOMO creator, professional live tweeter, Twitter speaker, Twitter trainer, Twitter strategist, you know, helping conferences, workshops, festivals, and summits to set out by creating excitement beyond the four walls on social media, which is so critical. And she very much gets, you know, viewers, encourages them to really view her client's social media content to book onto the next conference, workshop, festival, or summit. And she does this by live tweeting and Facebook live interviews. She repurposes, that's a big word, uh, videos on LinkedIn and Instagram. All of her content is live on the day of the conference, before COVID at events and since then for virtual events. And she also creates a FOMO campaign with her clients in the lead up to lots of great, exciting events and things you don't want to miss out to help sell tickets. So that's an amazing offering, isn't it? Absolutely. And I suppose to really just encapsulate, you know, she is the original and the only only hashtag FOMO creator bridging the gap between social media and PR live for your next event. Fear of missing out? We are delighted to have May King Tang with us today. So welcome, May King, to Let's Get Social. Hi, <laughs> Phil and Eva. <laughs> and you're still loving that, that joke. <laughs> you, can use, you, you can use that in any of your presentations, May King. I think I'll... I will. I think I will. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, May King, before we kick things off, we always ask our guests their opinion of our social media comedian and see if we like your joke better than Philip's. Well, you know, I'm afraid uh, I'm going to have to disappoint your uh, listeners because um, I tried very hard to um, find a social media joke and I couldn't. You know, I kept thinking of, you know, an influencer walked into a bar or a social media strategist. Um, you know, I, I don't know. And I just, I, and I'm not that I'm notorious for forgetting jokes. So I'm afraid <laughs> this week, Phil has definitely won, you know, um, how um, how I'm afraid. Sorry, Emma. <laughs> but there's there's no worry because you've won the listeners over with that great laugh at yeah. my joke. I think that's been the best reaction to my joke. Yeah, yeah. Joke. He has a fan. He's so happy. Th- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. I suppose. I suppose making. You know, to to really, I suppose, give some clarity to our listeners, you know, who may not know, you know, FOMO for business, you know, we're all intrigued, you know, tell us more about that. What is that? Yeah, so, I mean, your introduction um, gave a, a great um, introduction to, to, to your listeners, really. Uh, FOMO is, uh, well, it means uh, the fear of missing out. And, um, you know, it's funny when I start first started using that term across the socials, there were a few uh, trolls who would say to me, FOMO, I don't want FOMO, I want JOMO. And the thing is, the thing is, you don't want prospective clients or customers to have the joy of missing out on your business, right? 
Mm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. So in a business context, um, the fear of missing out is a, a great thing to have in your business. Whether you are running an event, whether you um, have a product or a service to sell, every business owner has the capacity to create FOMO for their own business. Um, so FOMO is really... Um, a lot of business owners are doing social media uh, well or not so well, depending on who you are. Um, so FOMO, I would say, is the next level up from uh, social media. So hopefully your listeners will know that social media is not about uh, spamming and selling to your customers. It is about, um, you know, there's like a six-step plan, really, to get people to know who you are, uh, understand what you do, educate people, getting to know um, your product and service, getting to know you as a person. And then once they know all of that and they still haven't bought yet, well, then FOMO is the next bit where people already know who you are, what you do, but how are you going to get them across the line? It's about getting them so excited about who you are, your products and services, but they do not want to miss out on your products and services. That is what FOMO is about. And as you said, Philip, um, FOMO is um, the, um, it's basically bridging the gap between uh, social media and PR. So like, you know, um, I heard you talk about FOMO before at a few events. Um, So for events making, what do you mean by that, you know? So traditionally, um, and there's nothing wrong with this, that traditionally what a lot of people do is they work so hard in building up to their event, okay? So this is what I call pre-FOMO. And for event organisers, they already do that so well, you know, educating people about what they're going to um, hear, who they're going to hear from, and all the rest of it. And then on the day itself, the big day itself, a lot of marketers and conference organisers tend to see, uh, breathe a huge sigh of relief and think, oh, all over the thing is though that is where the marketing it doesn't stop there the best way to market your next event is at this year's event so what they ought to be doing is um continuing the excitement the buzz and getting catching all of that onto social media live encouraging your attendees encouraging your speakers to speak about the event and talk about the event you know Hiring a FOMO creator like me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got you. We got you, making. Getting a FOMO creator to um, to take social media to the next level. So, as I said, traditionally, and there's nothing wrong with this. You know, at an event, you may get the event organizer uh, who may have a social media team, and they may capture a few photographs. You know, just getting ready for the event, or at the end of the day. Oh, that was an amazing event. And that's great. That's great having that picture before and after. But what about in the middle? You cannot fake buzz. You cannot fake positivity. You cannot fake the reactions of people. And again, traditionally, traditionally, right, um, you may get an event organizer who will get a videographer and say, can you just go around and just grab a a testimonial from people? Mm. So your videographer will go around to the attendees and say, can we get a testimonial? And Chances are, if you're sticking a camera or a phone in front of someone, they're going to be like bunny in headlights. They're going to be thinking, uh, yeah, I really like this conference because... And it's not going to sound real, is it? No. That's where the talent of a FOMO creator can actually get a testimonial without it sounding staged and fake and and so on. Um, Hopefully that makes sense. 
Yeah, no, no, very much so. Like, I think, um, I think you're so right because I would have worked with a number of clients where I'm doing, say, live tweeting or live, and you just can't beat that live user experience and user-generated mm. content where they're basically saying, "Wow, this speaker is amazing," or they're sharing these points. Because then suddenly, people who maybe had sat on the fence and decided not to go to the event suddenly realize, "Wow, I should have gone to the event. I better book for for next time." Absolutely. And, uh, and in fact, my, my, uh, so I've been live tweeting uh, for um, eight years, but my, uh, my title as FOMO creator, um, I invented last year uh, because my first client, um, who are Andrew and Pete, who have a, a conference in, the, uh, in Newcastle in, uh, in the UK, and uh, I pitched to them and I said, would you like a professional live tweeter? And they said, uh, no, but can you do Facebook and Instagram as well? And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. You know, like any, any entrepreneur, you say yes, and then worry about the details later. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I did exactly that. So not only did I live tweet, but I created um, Instagram lives, I created Facebook lives, um, Instagram stories, uh, Facebook posts as well, and LinkedIn. And like you said, Philip, there were a few people who have been sitting on the fence. At that first conference, they didn't buy tickets, but because I tweeted a thousand and thirty times for Andrew and Pete, I uh, did fifteen um, uh, fifteen Instagram stories, which were interviews with attendees, speakers, and sponsors. Right. I did five Facebook lives, um, and um, and because of all of that, um, a few people actually said. I got FOMO, so I just had to book a book on the ticket for the yeah. for next year. Yeah. So that was, um, you know, and in fact, because of all the activities that I did, within a week they sold four hundred and twenty-five tickets for yeah. their next conference, wow. and that was because of all the activities. So, um, so yeah, so as I say, traditionally exhibitors, sorry, conference organisers, um, you know, they've done a lot of hard work to get people to this year's event, which is amazing. Yes. But then the marketing for the next event definitely is in the actual event itself. Yeah. And hiring a social media manager is um, is great, but it's not enough because a social media manager normally takes time in crafting the perfect photograph, the perfect video, this, that, and the other. Mm. And live is live. You need to act, you know, create, think creatively, think what would look good live, what will, you know, what, what is great, who to interview, what to do. And the social media manager might not be the best pay- person best place to do that no that's uh you're, you're spot on like we we had we've had two previous guests we had Stephen Murta, who's the exhibition guy and marie claire byard from now media live and they very much kind of challenge that same like and yeah marie claire would always say that tomorrow was too late you know yeah. be, yes you know and and Stephen was very much you know being an exhibition expert said that, you know, when we come out of COVID and conferences start to come back, that, you know, social will have a much bigger role to play in the live scenario. Uh, so, yeah. so, yeah. It's a value. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. It is. And it doesn't matter who you are when you're attending, whether you are attending an event, whether you are exhibiting, whether you are a speaker, whether you are the conference organiser. Again, traditionally, um, in social media, they will take a photograph and say, you know, I'm here at the event. And for the exhibitor, you know, that's great. That's amazing. You know, you can find us at stand, rah, rah, rah. That's great. But what about social media? What about the people who aren't there? Why don't you use market to them as well whilst you're there? You know, as an exhibitor, you're not going to be inundated. You're not going to have queues of people all day. Of course not. Mm. You will have time to do a little bit of social mediaing. 
And so, you know, again, hiring someone specifically to do your live social media for you mm. will, will work really well, whether that's tweeting, whether, that, whether that's LinkedIn. I mean, I once did an event where I created 15 uh, LinkedIn blog posts for, um, for an event live. Uh, so I listened to the speakers, did a quick summary. Um, they weren't on Twitter, so we did like LinkedIn primarily, did a little bit on Instagram. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and, and because um, the speakers uh, will appreciate it, of course, they're getting more exposure and the conference organizer is going to mm. love it because it's giving great content. Mm. Um, and people were still seeing they were the, those uh, blog posts that I wrote were still getting traction six weeks later. Wow. Um, you know, so, you know, for an exhibitor, don't just take a picture of your stand and say, just, you know, you can find us at RRR, do more than that, you know, yeah. do more than that. Yeah. Talk about, um, you know, the, the conversations that you've had, talk about why you're there, you know, not in a sales icky way, though, talk yeah. about, you know, what value you can bring to uh, attendees. So I was going to ask you, um, sorry, Philip, just before you started into become a FOMO creator, what were you doing slightly before that? Were you still in that kind of coming up that sphere or were you in something totally different? So um, my first name is May King and I am on the socials as Making Tea. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> There's your um, joke. Hey. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> and so... And so I actually, uh, I was an early adopter of social media and I did, you know, so I was creating FOMO before I knew what FOMO creator meant. Um, And so I used social media, I used Google Plus and YouTube back then to educate people about tea. I'm one of the top 50 recommended speakers of tea in the world. And uh, and so when I was educating and collaborating with chefs and global artists to do tea in order to sell tea, people were coming up to me and saying, hey, that's amazing. Can you do this for our business as well? And so that's how I got into um, sort of creating live content, uh, tweeting primarily um, at that time uh, for other uh, companies, tea companies and other uh, businesses. Mm. And then I've just sort of naturally moved into FOMO creating. I love tea. I will still go back into it. So when lockdown is over, um, I will relaunch my tea business again to sell tea because people always ask me um, about tea and, you know, and I give them advice about it. So it kind of uh, seems a waste not to, uh, to, you know, to put that to rest uh, completely. Brilliant. Mm. Wow. I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah, a big, I, um, are you into tea, Philip? I'm not really a big tea drinker. I'm yeah, a coffee drinker. I, um, I do love my coffee, obviously, but I am a big fan of green tea. And uh, and the matcha green tea. Uh, yes. So I do like that. Um, I've managed to find somewhere that sells uh, the actual little balls, the roll of ball leaves, if that makes sense. And I put them into like a little net in the tea. So I'm very posh. Wow. Lovely. I'm <laughs> so <laughs> posh. <laughs> and uh, Ema, we're not friends anymore. You don't like tea, so get out. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Get Social with just me, Philip Twyford. <laughs> I'm kidding. I do. I do actually. I used to drink tea in my grandmother's on china cups and and saucers at four years of age. Imagine. Lots of sugar in wow. it. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, we, we've lost the art of making tea, definitely. Yeah. We've lost the art of, you know, the tea cups, the china cups, and bringing uh, cake and biscuits and um, hanging out with family and stuff. Um, it is a shame. But, you know, that, that time will come back again. And uh, anyway, but I will let you into a secret, Ema. I also drink coffee too. <laughs> Oh, shocker. <laughs> I was going to say, you could, start, you could start a video, maybe, uh, The Fear of Missing Out on a Good Cup of Tea. 
That's right. It does exactly right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose it just it just phone on me, King. You know, you were you were talking there, obviously, in our promo, and you you said this before yourself when you're on your channels about how FOMO bridges the gap between social and PR. Could you elaborate a bit on that? Yeah. Um. So you know, again, traditionally, uh, in order to get uh, mentioned in the newspapers or radio, and um get international magazines, you'd write a press release and you'd, you know, you'd send a thousand press releases and hope that it will hit, you know, someone's table and some journalists will be interested in that, right? And uh, with the birth of social media, you don't need to do that anymore. So, you know, um, I talked about my tea business and I actually uh, lived in Australia for six years from 2010 to 2016. And um, I didn't know a single person whilst I was out there. So I had to build my business from scratch. And I used social media to try and reach out to people and ended up being on TV, being on radio, being in national and local uh, magazines and newspapers, featured in a couple of books. And this all came through social media. Came back to the UK 2016 and um, I was born here. So, you know, so I just had a six-year stint in Australia. But uh, I came back and I had to start my business again from scratch. So I did exactly the same thing. I went on social media and didn't try to sell. You know, you can't sell. You have to educate. You have to prove. You know, I can't tell everyone I'm the top 50 recommended speaker of tea in the world. I have to prove it. So um, I use LinkedIn. I use Twitter. I use Facebook to educate people. And uh, Twitter is really where the journalists hang out. That's where they hang out. And so... Um, when I was building relationships with um, business owners on Twitter, I uh, started to take part in Twitter chats. Uh, so oh, yeah. Twitter chats, yeah, they're mm. a great way of building relationships with people. Mm. Um, and uh, so, you know, I would appear every week as a guest or as an attendee at these at various Twitter chats, getting to know people, educating people, helping people where I could uh, on, you know, bits of knowledge of uh, social media and uh, tea and uh, branding and, and whatever people want to talk about. Then journalists would often put a call out using the hashtag journal request. So um, two years ago, I think it's two, three years ago, a journalist put out a, a request looking for an expert in tea. Well, I wasn't on Twitter that day. And lots of the people that I've built relationships with knew that I was on Twitter. Oh, you've got to talk to making tea. You've got to talk to making tea. Everybody who had, you know, a lot of people who had built relationships with on Twitter and on socials um, had connected with me and they tagged me in and referred me. And so I got the gig. Uh, that gig led to another gig. That gig led to another gig. So uh, in total, in, in the space of three, four tweets, I appeared on TV on Sky News uh, Sunrise. I appeared on radio, talk radio. Um, I was hired by the dairy board to do a little fun um which is the great British tea off and I was wearing a beret uh, at the time so I, uh, I decided to call myself Mary Beret um, <laughs> 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 and it appears in good housekeeping guide so that's what I mean about um, creating FOMO for yourself to get to special and PR journalists are always looking for stories they're always looking for stories and so, you know, you can, as a business owner, search on Twitter uh, in the search bar at the top, put in hashtag journal request, space, whatever you're looking for. So if you've got a pet business, you know, maybe put in, you know, dogs or something like that and see if any journalists are looking for a story about, you know, um, 
pet businesses. Or, of course, with with COVID right now, there's bound to be a story that you your business, you can sort of swing your business around without blatantly uh, talking about it. You know, uh, mothers who are who have a business in lockdown or um you know, entrepreneurs who've had to pivot. Journalists are looking for all of these stories. So you mm. can actually either search for yourself and to find what the, the journalists are looking for um, mm. or people who you've developed relationships will be the eyes and ears for you and can connect with you. You can connect with, um, you know, local uh, uh, radio stations and be the guest expert there, you know. So this is what I mean about bridging the gap between um um, PR and uh, and social media, really. That that's what Fermi creates is all about. You need to be on the lookout for these opportunities. Yeah. Um, and um, and yeah, and you can get on the TV, radio, national magazines. And here you are. Um, so I was going to say to you, like you know, creating FOMO is. I feel it's definitely not exclusive to Twitter. Um, you know, I, I love Twitter myself, but. Uh, you can do it across the board, so you don't, you know. I mean, where your audience is, so absolutely, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I, I mentioned um, earlier. Um, I actually did uh, some um, created twenty-two LinkedIn. No, sorry, fifteen LinkedIn posts uh, for. No, it was twenty-two. I beg your pardon. Twenty-two LinkedIn posts for the maritime industry. I don't know anything about the maritime industry, <laughs> but um, uh, one of my super skills, um, my superpowers, is the ability to listen. So I listen and I'm writing, and you know, and, and I document that. I also did it for um, a mini workshop. This lady, uh, she had uh, this was a great challenge. Loved it. Did it on uh, Instagram. Now she wanted me to create FOMO about her um, her events, which is called Campfire Conversations. But it was kind of like Fight Club. So she wanted me to create FOMO, but not talk about the content that was being talked about because it was a very, um, it was a very personal journey for a lot of people who were there. So uh, seven attendees, Myra was the facilitator, and through a, a campfire, we brought the marshmallows as well. Um, I was listening in, and like any great photographer, you don't notice that they're there. So I had to sort of go around and listen to the conversations, but not protrude or interrupt with any of the conversations, not um, mention any of the people's names, but definitely talk about the breakthrough that happened. So within a three-hour event, um, I created, um, I can't remember the stats exactly, um, but I did a lot of their Instagram stories. I did a couple of Facebook Lives. Um, and uh, I also did a few Instagram uh, posts as well as stories and interviewed Myra, who is the facilitator. And as a result of all the work that I did, nothing was on Twitter. <clears throat> as a result of the work that I did, she had uh, 2,400 views on the videos that we did. She also had 30 website clicks, which is really important, mm-hmm. after the three-hour event. And uh, also she had five people who were inquiring about her facilitation technique. So they wanted to use that for her audience. So if she didn't hire me to um, create that FOMO, um, she wouldn't have had any of that because she's too busy. She's too busy facilitating and making the breakthroughs with the, um, you know, with the seven attendees that were there. That's why it's important. And of course, um, you know, we can tell the world how amazing we all are, right? 
But isn't it better if somebody else tells the world how amazing you are? So although I'm hired by Myra, I'm kind of like a journalist and I'm documenting what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, documenting the breakthroughs that were ha- that had happened, uh, the stories that had occurred, not, you know, as I say, not linking mm. to anybody's names. And more importantly, she got 2,000 views on videos she would never have had the time to create. She had 30 website clicks that she would never have had. How, you know, if she had done the usual, which is take a picture, just getting ready for my workshop, and then afterwards, just finish my workshop, you know, she would have missed all of that. And that's why it's important to hire someone dedicated to create live content, whether it's on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and um, Twitter. That just shows you. Yeah, I agree. Totally. You know? um, like I suppose like for, for business that we're probably listening, will be listening to our show, et cetera, who are, you know, maybe small, medium enterprises, they may not have a live event, but I, I do believe from listening to you that they can still create FOMO for their business. You know, if someone wants to maybe start, like, do you have a sort of maybe a little process as in, well, maybe look at the sort of content that you're creating. Can you turn something in that could create that sense of FOMO? Do you you have maybe some advice for a business that wants to try and give in to creating FOMO for their own business? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, like you say, you don't have to have an event to create FOMO for your own business. Um, There was actually a lady who literally took a photograph um, of her workbook. So she has a membership. Right. And um, she was just compiling the workbooks to give to her members. So it was literally a photograph of her workbooks. <clears throat> and uh, she took a photograph of that. And she got two people who signed up just from the strength of that one photograph. Now, it wasn't that one photograph that converted them, right? Of course, those people, those two people who signed up were probably lurking. (laughs) We all lurk. We all lurk. We're all lurkers on social media. We all do. So, you know, give the lurkers some great content. That's what I'm saying. You know, don't get obsessed with how many fans or followers you have. Just create content for the lurkers. And so for people who don't even have, you know, who don't have a membership, you have a product or a, a, a service to sell. You can definitely create FOMO, not by saying, hey, this is my product. This is, you know, these are the discounts and you can get your stuff now. No, 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 no. Talk about, you know, what value you're going to give. You know, why is that important? You know, maybe even you tripping to the post office to to send it to somebody. Okay. What that shows you is a customer has just bought that product. Oh, my God, what is it? I need to get some of that. You know, don't just sell, oh, this is a great product. You know, this is the service that I've got. You can sign it right now. You know, talk about the clients that you've had who've bought into it, you know. And a testimonial is nice, but maybe get into an interview with them and talk about, you know, why they bought the product, how, you know, how much of an impact it's made on them and that kind of stuff. So, you know, this is the kind of stuff that it's kind of like talking around your product and service without being salesy, but really educating people about um, what it is you're doing. That's how you get noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big thing, uh, the big thing, which I'm sure that you will have talked about in your previous uh, broadcast, is video. Mm. Video yeah. is not going to go anywhere. And and I know what some of your listeners are going to be thinking. Oh, my God, no, I can't do that. I don't like the look of my, you know, look of my face. I've got double chin. I've got grey hair. I don't look 29 anymore and all that kind of stuff, right? 
That's me! Yeah. <laughs> We're doing our best to get Eber on video, but... Uh, that's, <laughs> she knows that. She knows that. No, and, we, and we've had this conversation before, and there's, yeah. no, you know, there's no judgment at all, because I was there. You know, I completely understand it. I get it. I've had all those fears, and I still get those fears now. You know, I, I recorded a video the other day, and I thought, oh, my gosh. It looks, you know, in fact, when, what, before we came on live on the show, you know, I was thinking, oh, my God, I haven't got my lipstick on. You know, are we going live? Or is there going to be a video? You guys making. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys said no. So I, you know, I breathed this out really quickly. Does it matter? Does it matter that I don't have lipstick on? No, it doesn't. Because you're, pro- you know, what you're going to be telling your listeners, your, you know, potential customers and clients, that's what's important. Mm. That mm. is what is important. And if you, if you remember your why, remember why did you go into business? Hopefully, it wasn't to make money. It was to make an impact, to make a difference, to help people, to support people. If you remember that. Put that why in, you know, on your laptop or somewhere that you see every day on your bathroom, something like that. And if you remember your why, then suddenly it doesn't make it about you, which then hopefully makes it easy for you to sort of go on video. Because I think a lot of people, we are scared of going on video because we are scared of how we look. We're scared of being judged. Okay, we're scared of what we look like. We don't look 18 anymore and all, all the rest of it. I mean, yeah, I still have a about my double chin you know my bloody accent you know and all the rest of it but who who cares my message is important I want to make an impact on I want to help people create FOMO for their own business that's what I want to do I want to make an impact with everybody who listens to the words or uh, or reads the words that I uh, that I write or hears this podcast or watches a video and I want them to take action even if it is, oh my god, I can't stand her accent. I'm switching her off. That's an impact. That's okay, yeah. you know. But that is what is important. So hopefully, if people remember their why. Then it makes it less about them, and hopefully, they'll get better with you know get braver with video. And for those of you who've got competitors, which I'm sure you do, if you get into video, you'll already be way ahead of your competitors because I guarantee your competitors will also have the same fears. You know, about their double chin, lipstick on the teeth, grey hair and all the rest of it. If you get brave first, they will follow. Yeah. See, Philip? See, Philip? That's why you don't need to worry. To do. Because I have lipstick and grey so I'm good. I told you, he sprays that grey hair in to look distinguished. Um, I was going to say, because you were talking about, like, you know, uh, creating FOMO for small businesses that have, say, products. What about the small businesses that have services? Oh, same thing again. Absolutely. You know, don't talk about the service head on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Talk about, you know, make it about your clients because ultimately it is about your clients. It is about the people who you've made an impact on. Yeah. So, you know, when I when I talk about an event, you know, I don't get those icky um testimonials from people right what I tend to do when I'm hired by um, event organizers I will go up to attendees and say oh um, would you like a bit of free publicity for your business now what are they going to say of course they are right so I ask about them and it is you know for an event it is all about them so I will ask them about who they are what they do why are they here and what was their biggest takeaway so then you get a more rounded testimonial Mm. 
So for a service uh, provider, same thing. Get, you know, uh, get comfortable with video and maybe talk about some of the things that you, you know, that in, in um, you know, yeah, talk about one of your clients or talk about one of your prospects, you know. I spoke to um, a client who was rah, 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 rah. You don't need, need to reveal the name. But talk about, you know, why they approach you, how they approach you and, and what you're going to be discussing going forward. And what's even better is if you get permission from your client to tag their name, okay, that's even better because if you do a video and then, you know, do a video on Instagram and then, um, you know, write the supporting to- uh, post that goes with it, tag your client's name, they're obviously going to love it and they may even comment on it, which means that their followers will see your stuff. So that's kind of, um, you know, hijacking their audience for your audience, but actually it benefits them both because your client will see the value and, you know, they wouldn't have bought your stuff if they didn't like it. And so they'll pro- they probably would have recommended you anyway. So that's the kind of thing that you can do. So, um this week, actually, on my Instagram uh, stories uh, and Instagram posts, I actually did a Twitter chat last week with the Madeline Sklar. She's like the number one on Twitter, right? Admired yeah. her for years. Starstruck for her. Uh, um, yeah, starstruck by her for years. And um, when I met her in San Diego a couple of years ago, she said, oh, hi, making. And I was like, what? Do you know who You know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> She asked me to go on a podcast, and then she asked me to take on a Twitter chat. So I did a Twitter chat. I did something a little bit different. I did um, an answer in the form of a tweet, and I did a video. What I also did, though, because I want more people to look at it, I put them all into IGTV and also into an Instagram post as well. I tagged Madeline. Of course, I did. And, of course, she's going to love it because I'm spreading the word about her Twitter chat. So she's going to comment, which means that her viewers are going to love it as well because I talked about FOMO, which, you know, which would be really good. So that's what I mean. I'm not telling people, hey, you can hire me as a FOMO creator. My discounts are available at the website below because <laughs> I don't even have a website. <laughs> what I'm doing is providing value. I'm giving advice about how you can create FOMO. And when the time is right, those clients, you know, those clients have been uh, lurking uh, my stuff for a while. We'll get in touch and say, "Hey, um, I need a FOMO creator." That's how you do it. I think we need her services for the show, Philip, especially when it comes to your jokes. <laughs> oh so, yeah, we <laughs> cannot miss Philip's jokes. Please, bloody hell! Crazy. Don't miss next week. <laughs> <laughs> What's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? We have mates uh, rates. Can we have mates rates? Yeah. Making. Can we have mates rates? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing um i suppose like like certainly you know as 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 you would have seen this making you know especially during covid uh we're all using zoom and webinars and online workshops um have literally gone to the fore i think there's like a webinar every minute of the day nearly you know in your experience of creating fomo for that type of event a workshop or a webinar any sort of experience or tips that you could share for someone who's maybe going to be doing a webinar to get FOMO yeah um so I've actually created FOMO for a couple of virtual events uh, so far uh, one was the purely webinar based 
Um, and it was it was exciting, really, really exciting. Um, so for that particular uh, webinar, what I did was uh, their main customers were on um, uh, no LinkedIn uh, and Twitter and some of them on Instagram. So uh, what I did with the 22 speakers, I tweeted my usual tweets, then created 22 uh, LinkedIn posts uh, for all the speakers. I uh, copied and pasted them into uh, Facebook. And then I also uh, put in a few Instagram stories and uh, Instagram posts as well, um, all live. What I did uh, for the second conference that I did was a virtual conference was that they actually had their events not in Zoom form, but actually in Facebook Live. uh, Sorry, in Facebook. Right. And so I actually uh, went in live every day because they turned a one-day conference into a month-long virtual experience. Wow. It was incredible. And so I went in Facebook Live every day, Monday to Friday, to not only talk about what events were happening that day, but also to actually engage with the, with the attendees. Mm. Um, and so people actually tuned in and, you know, and they um, and then I talked about some of the subjects. So because it was this, um, a content marketing uh, conference, you know, there's a few things that I, I can talk about. So we talked about branding, talked about, um, you know, uh, some of the platforms, talked about, you know, working on your business, not any business. And so I went in. So I was kind of like a uh, an MC, as it were. Mm. Um, but when people were um tuning in live I actually brought them into the conversation as if they were talking in front of the room so that that was great um now with um a weekly webinar that I'm doing um I've uh, so yeah yeah a weekly webinar that I'm currently doing for one of my clients uh they're using zoom but they're also engaging with people in the chat as well and bringing them into the conversation so not only have they got the guest experts you know, talking about their specialist areas, but we're also trying to bring in people from the um, from the chat into them. So yeah. it really helps them feel involved. You know, at an in-person conference, you've got the speakers at the front. Other than them asking questions and someone putting their hand up and answering, you're not you don't really get that close to close engagement. Whereas at virtual events, you do. You can you know bring people in, and people feel really personally involved the most powerful thing about zoom of course is um the breakout rooms you've got the one conference uh, you know the one place you do your breakout rooms for a certain length of time and that's where the real networking happens as well i gained business as a result of going into um breakout rooms and then uh, and then coming back into the main room i think virtual events uh, should definitely utilize that functionality and as i say have someone dedicated to actually re- you know i'm like a reporter i'm a live social media reporter and i you know from that weekly webinar um i'm able to create you know uh, it's only an hour but i'm able to create one linkedin post tag in the speakers onto LinkedIn of course the speakers are going to love it they'll share it onto that networks I'll comment and you know and the uh, and the webinar organizer will comment and all the stuff so that's really about raising awareness so um hopefully that might give people a few ideas well as you know I attended that conference and we had great conversations um <laughs> my name was a challenge <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh, yes, 
Is it Ima? Is it Ima? Is it oh. Imer? Let's go with Imer. Imer Doofy. <laughs> I'm called a lot worse, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I forgot about that email. Yeah, sorry about that. That was funny. I had lots of comments afterwards. I thought this is great, you know. Um, <laughs> you know. So uh, you see, the, the name Philip isn't a challenge, really, is it? No, no, no. It's it's pretty standard. Although my surname uh, Twyford, which is a, an English name from Yorkshire gets an awful lot of um, miswordings. I've been called Twifford. Really? Yeah, like, like I've been called Twifford. Twifford, like, what? Twifford, wow. Twyford. Uh, and one other name that cannot be mentioned on air, but... Uh, but uh, okay. But, um, but yeah, uh, shocking, yes. I mean, I love, um, you know, the fact that you're the Kelly marketer as well, and that, obviously, hmm. is disrupting people because they'll sort of look at your thread and think, Okay, where does that name stem from? And then, you know, yeah. so oh, don't start. Too. <laughs> don't you start. <laughs> well, I uh, may get started in a, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> oh, we'll hold that for another show, you know. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. but um, more importantly, though, you know, with all of these events, whether they're in person or uh, whether they are virtual, it all starts with our name doesn't it? So yeah. that's the first step of people getting to know you. We mm. know this. We all know this in business. If you thrust a business card at somebody, people are going to be put off. You need to do the small talk. And even if it starts with your name, you know, of course, a lot of people get my name wrong because it's confusing. Making two words, no hyphen, you know, so people, you know, tend to call me May. I get that, you know, but because I use it in my um, marketing, you know, I'll say making tea because that's my social media name, but I'll be really cheeky with it, you know, making tea, making coffee, or, or if I'm really cheeky, making babies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it all starts with a giggle and then, you know, a conversation and then you never know where it leads. So I think that yeah. having, you know, what, uh, although, you know, you had a lot of notifications, Emma, on Facebook, you know, with regards yeah. to me commenting on your name, actually, that's, that's the first step of actually people getting to know your business because once they've got past the humour of me getting your name wrong and eventually getting it right, then they may be you know, inquisitive to find out, oh, well, what does Ema do? She sounds like a lovely person. And mm. that's where it starts. So, um, you know, with FOMO creating, you can't go straight for the sale. We know this. If you're going straight for the sale, that is like asking someone to marry you on the first date. We can't do that. We need to wine, schmooze, dine. Get to know the person before we can actually ask that question. FOMO creating is exactly the same. Yeah, because I, you know, we were talking earlier, as I say, about you know, if you don't want to work, don't run a workshop, or you don't have an event. Um, a lot of small business owners can think, oh, how am I going to create FOMO? You know, for maybe you know, they could do it maybe for their latest product, as you would say, or a service. This is where people are kind of wondering how they're going to build after listening to you today, what would you advise them? So uh, one of the things that I often talk about when I'm talking is, well, I'll, I'll sort of check out the room and, and ask them, have they ever watched The Truman Show? So I'll ask the two of you, have you watched The Truman Show? Do you remember the film by Jim Carrey? Yeah. yeah. Right. So his life, all of his life, apart from popping to the loop, was on camera. Mm. And we... As business owners, we all, almost need to do that as well. Not everything, obviously, you know. So for some of us who do not want our families to be in public, that's absolutely fine. So you don't show that. But everything around your business, 
not just the end product, you know, how you did, how you came across the first product or, you know, maybe you're looking to uh, design your new logo or um, maybe you are thinking of adding a new service or, you know, in fact, today, um, you know, the, the tagline, uh, bridging a gap between social media and uh, um, and PR was um, a tagline that a friend of mine came up with a couple of weeks ago. So I've added, I've asked my graphic designer to position it and the logo. I genuinely don't know where to put it. I don't know which, you know, my graphic designer gave me two positions. Yes. I don't know um, which is the best position. So I asked my, um, you know, my community, what's that got to do with FOMO creating? Nothing. But I'm actually genuinely asking for help. And people love to help people. We, you know, as, a, as a, a human, the human race predominantly are full of nice people. You do get yeah. a few, you know, bad apples. Yeah. So if you're asking for, uh, for help, people will want to help you. So that's how you can create, you know, raise awareness about your business. Talk about, you know, lots of things to do with your business. Like I say, if you just sold something and you're dead excited, how the world you're excited people want yeah. to share in your joy yeah. you yeah. know um so don't just talk about the end product the end service talk about the process you know if someone is giving you a lovely compliment about your um about your business or service and you know type them use it you know use a canva.com to create a pretty graphic or an animated a video with a collection of your testimonials and put that up there you know so don't just Think about what am I going to sell today? It's more about what am I, you know, how am I going to help today? How am I, how am I going to help people? Uh, and I know a lot of people would be thinking, well, you know, my product helps people. Yeah, I get that. But, you know, we need to talk about the lead up to it as well. So yeah. think yeah. about how can you sell without selling? That's FOMO creating. Yeah, like uh, I suppose, and it's hard to believe we are we are nearly coming to the end, making. I can't believe that's been an hour. It's been uh, an enlightening experience, and uh, once again, thanks so much on behalf of myself and Emer to have you on the show. Um, I suppose just one last little question. Um, you know, you have so many experience from the FOMO side, and obviously from the live side, doing live tweeting. It's just incredible the work rate that you get through with multiple LinkedIn posts, stories. Do you find in your experience, have you seen any sort of, say, metrics or from your own experience of, say, particular channels, whether it be Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram, where there's a real embracement of maybe the live experience or do they equally all seem to just kind of explode or, or what have you seen? There is a reason why um, Instagram uh, has been pushing um, Instagram Live. There is a reason why LinkedIn, which is flavor of the month at the moment, mm. has actually pushed for LinkedIn Live. It is all about capturing the live experience. And Twitter, as we know, has been doing Twitter Live or Periscope, as it's known, mm. for a gazillion years, right? And yeah. uh, and YouTube are also going, um, you know, they also have live as well. There's a reason for that. Mm. And it's because, you know, we, we cannot hide behind our logos anymore. We cannot, you know... Um, Put up a picture that you know, like a stock photo, and and say our oh, business is great. You know, people really want to buy from people, and you can only buy from people if you know what that person is like. Photograph can only go so far, so that's why video is works because mm. um, video, yes, you can edit it, you can choose bits and pieces, but with live video, you can't. 
And that's why we, you know, that's why we love, you know, the live experience is really going to go, it's gone gangbusters, it's going to go even further. And that's why um, we can't fail to ignore it, you know. So for anyone who has a small business and they want to create FOMO for your own business, there's lots of different types of video. Just get comfortable with, you know, using video on your phone. I, I think I mentioned this to, to you, Ema. Um, just record every day for five days. Record just a minute about your product or your service, just for um, a minute every day. Don't watch them. Watch them on the Friday if you do. If you start on Monday, and you're going to hate it. You're going to absolutely hate it. But if you look at the content you will notice that on day three, day four, you actually become more confident. And when the time is right for you, keep practicing. When the time is right for you, then you could go ahead and publish a video with no edits up onto, you know, onto social media. And again, you know, get ready, get doing that, and get practice of doing that. And when you are ready, then you can go live, you know. But Rome wasn't built in a day, right? So, you know. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. you know, don't don't worry about your first, actually one of my dear friends, I shared the stage with him in Lithuania, Dan Knowlton, um, who uh, is incredible. And uh, he... He's coming on the show, actually, mate. Yeah, great. So he, in many of his talks, he said, your first 100 videos are going to be rubbish. So you might as well get them out of the way. And it's true. It's absolutely true. Don't worry about being judged. Get them published and um, and just keep going because you will be um, setting yourself apart from the rest of your competitors who are still also worried about video too. So hashtag Emer Video Challenge. <laughs> 2020. I said 2020. We've another six months left. 2025. <laughs> so Emer, what, what are your fears around video, Emer? You know, it's it's you know yourself like you're you're always your own worst enemy and you're always your own worst critic. So you're always saying, oh God, you know, um, you want to get the right light and you want to make sure that you you position yourself correctly and you don't want to have your 1000 chins and you know to yourself, women, I think we're more, men, they just, they don't care. Uh, I'm convinced. Um, but you know, when I said Rome wasn't built in a day, you were my biggest cheerleader just then. I know. So I think you, I need. I think you need to listen back to this, Ema, and just, I will <laughs> just try it out. Just try. No pressure there. No pressure. No, 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 no. I am. I am. I am. I'm. I'm. I have huge cheerleaders in the background, and I will. Um, so that is my next and and you know what Emma you know what you're talking about you know you're not one of those people who put up a pose and say oh yeah I'm an expert in social media and they've got like two followers you know no, no. You, no. you do a podcast show um you've been doing this for a long time so you know what you're talking about so don't worry about the you know you don't have 50 odd chins anyway um you've got a beautiful face you've got a gorgeous accent and you know why wouldn't you go on video quite frankly <laughs> oh do you know what yeah. Uh, you know, we're having you back, you know. I, I can't be listening to him all the time. I need you back. So, um, will you come back? <laughs> I'll make you a cup of tea for the next time. Oh, wonderful. I'm there. I'm so there. A, a virtual tea. Uh. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully, hopefully we'll be actually face-to-face at some stage, you know. So. Yeah, yes. please, guy, get back, get back in the studio. I suppose, really, just as we start to come to the end, May King, if people want to find out more about you, where would you like them to go to check you out? 
I am on all the socials as Making Tea. So that's M-A-Y-K-I-N-G-T-E-A. Uh, as I said, I don't have a website yet, um, but I do have a YouTube channel. So if you search on FOMO Creator, you should find it there. Um, and uh, I've got lots of tips on there um, on um, how to create FOMO. I've got a four-five minute talk on um, eight ideas for FOMO and the six-step plan that I use uh, in how to create phone as well all there all free um but yeah please follow me on instagram twitter linkedin um uh facebook facebook not so much probably <laughs> and if you um, <laughs> but if you got if you've got any questions uh, if you do have any questions then send me a dm i'll get back in touch brilliant we have her back. Absolutely. Um, well, well, I suppose, me, King, uh, thank you. We will definitely have some tea here for you next time. Hopefully it might be in the studio. Um, mm-hmm. All I have to say now is if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and to the shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and on Dublin South FM's website. So do please download and subscribe. Yeah, and making thank you so much. This has been great. I'm so delighted you came on with us because you know um, you're such a like a you know a ball of energies. You laughed at my joke. And you laughed at his joke. Oh, yeah. yeah, made my day. <laughs> 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 made my day. So uh, thank you. <laughs> so, you're very welcome. Um, so yeah, and I suppose until next Friday at two p.m. I've been Philip Twyford with the Curly Mark to Social Media Management and Strategy. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. And we'll see you next time for more. Let's get social. Bye.